Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Regardless of how good we make this podcast, as professionals, we try to make it seem each week. Yeah, there is no way that it's ever going to be like a radio station. Well, no, because this is actually recorded in our New York City apartment on the Upper West Side. So Ebro is not here. You're going to hear sirens a lot. There's countless episodes when they were doing construction outside and you would hear drilling. I'm pretty sure the Nadeska episode is gunshots filled with, with drilling. Never until today. I'm trying to wait for it in the background. No, people heard it. But every few seconds, if you listen closely, you can hear one of two giant macaws, right? Like big parrots, essentially, that you find in the rainforest Mm -hmm. outside of our apartment screaming. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know why. I know who they belong to. They belong to our Super Ramon. Yes, who is leaving at the end of the month. He has worked here as long as we've been here. Yeah, he's worked here for 30 years. Uh, We have not lived here for 30 years, but he has been here for 30 years. Yeah, he came into our apartment one time. We were watching Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. By the way, that macaw is going crazy. It is. Um, And Ramon came in and he goes, Danny DeVito is one funny motherfucker. This is true. Every now and then, Ramon would come and fix things. A lot more often, he would just be here to converse, yeah, tell us stories, hang out, avoid other other people who needed their bathrooms, you know, tiles fixed or their yeah, uh, he, he would tell leaky us, faucets to stop leaking. He would tell us how he hated the people on the top floor. He told <laughs> us about the people who used to fuck on the rooftop of the other building. Mm-hmm. He told us about the guy who hung himself mm-hmm. and how... You know, we were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he was like, no, 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 I got a free couch out of it. Yeah, that's Ramon. Yeah. We wanted to get Ramon on the podcast at one point just to tell whatever ridiculous stories he has. um, He's got a lot of good stories. posterity. Yeah. But I guess that's... I mean, maybe maybe we'll make that happen. Yeah, I mean, he's only working like a few blocks away. Yeah. Anyway, so if you hear... Is it over? No, I mean, the bird's not dead. No, no, no. I I know the bird's not dead. It's, you know, five o'clock. Maybe the bird just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> clocked out yeah anyway uh there's no way to really transition into this but i did want to make mention uh that we got a really 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 amazing note from uh, a girl down in virginia named madison lee mm-hmm. and she hit us up on instagram and she said you guys i just want to say thank you you provided me with so much insight and education on the culture of hip-hop i'm from rural virginia and people just don't care about this stuff here I'm grateful for the podcast every time I listen. It's creatively inspiring and teaches me so much about a culture that is shamed where I'm from. And I want to say that, listen, we are two brothers from 30 minutes north of of New York City. Uh, We grew up with um, people who loved hip-hop. We grew up with people who didn't love hip-hop but we always loved hip-hop and maybe loved it more than anybody else and Mm. to be able to well anyone else around us correct yeah Yeah. and to be able to come down to new york city live here and make a career out of talking and memorializing and celebrating a culture and music that we just that we loved from afar and now you know we are a part of is the best it's unbelievable and uh and notes like this from people who who love this music and this culture just like we do is really the best so thank you to madison lee thank you to everybody who 
regularly comments on Instagram at It's The Real and Twitter at It's The Real and sends us emails or stops us on the streets and, and let us know. It's it's yeah. it's very meaningful. Yeah. Also, like people who leave comments on iTunes, comments on SoundCloud. Those like, are all great. Anything you guys write, we see it and we appreciate it every time. Yeah. And, um, you know, just shout out to... Yeah. you hear it? It's been going off. Yeah. Everybody heard. <laughs> but yes, thank you to everybody who's been rocking with us. Today on the podcast, Jeff. Today on the podcast is part two of the two-part, the final episode of the <laughs> the Mouse Jones podcast. Shout out to Mouse Jones, Long Island Zone. So where did we leave off? We left off where he was out of the Navy. Mm-hmm. He was living down in Virginia still. Mm-hmm. Shout a, out to Mass and Lee. A military town. Yeah. And he was moving guns. And so we're going to jump right back into this episode. I mean, do we have to give any more context to that? I mean, people should listen to the first episode if... if right. Yeah. Okay, generally speaking, Mouse Jones is a media personality. He is an online voice. He is a defender of the culture. Just listen to the first episode. And he started out in Long Island. Yep. And he failed out of high school. No, yeah, yeah, listen to the, the first, first episode. episode. This one's good. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Should we say three more episodes that people should listen to? I think so. All right. Uh, definitely this last one, the Mouse yeah. Jones one. <laughs> yeah, episode 196. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say number 80, Angela Yee. Angela Yee, who is one-third of The Breakfast Club on Power 105 and syndicated nationally. But also, she's had a, a fascinating journey as she worked with Wu-Tang Clan. She managed Jay Electronica for a little bit. She was hired by Paul Rosenberg over at Sirius. And she really came into her own as a morning show host on Power 105. I'm going to say number 36, Teray. That is Teray, the rapper and serious satellite radio host not the writer this is teray who is from coney island who really lives down in in atlanta but his heart is here in coney island well, he says that he doesn't go down to atlanta that much but num- he lives in atlanta has a home down there we visited his home <laughs> um number 116 mac wilds mac wilds hey shout out to mac wilds who uh we get into all his acting stuff all his music stuff He's a a really fun dude, and he's a great friend of Mouse Jones, so good pick on that. Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Uh, right now. Between Virginia, West Virginia, mm-hmm. and, and going to D.C. every weekend, I was getting a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever wanted to be a part of no drug game. Like, like, I just didn't want to be a part of that, like, destruction. I seen what drugs did to people. And although I'm a huge uh, purveyor of, like, accountability, like, mm-hmm. you bought your drugs. You shot your drugs up. You did this. I don't want to be the one putting it to you. I don't want to be any part of that. Right. So this is just well, you being a Republican. You're just like, oh yeah, of course, Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone gets a gun. Right. That's listen. Wait. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, I was gonna say like, how are guns less destructive than than Be- drugs? Because these. So the guns I'm moving. Here goes the thing with with this whole gun shit. Right. There's always gonna be criminals. There's always going to be bad guys. So you take the guns away from everybody. You're not going to take them from the bad guys. You impose whatever law you want to. In New York, there's a three-year mandatory minimum if you get caught with a burner. And that's without the bullets. After the bu- you get in another, I think you get another clip for everything, in for every bullet that's in there. Mm-hmm. You think, has gun violence gone down in New York? No. A motherfucker still getting shot? Yes. Like... A criminal is still going to be a criminal. So making the uh, civilians pay for that, you're always going to get some kickback. 
You get what I'm saying? I don't know what the answer is to this gun reform gun reform shit, but like taking everybody's guns, that's not the answer. Well, good luck getting to be mayor. <laughs> True. Um, I'll, no, but, I'll, I'll settle for the mayor yeah. of culture. No, but like we we can have, <laughs> we can have a longer conversation mm-hmm. about this, but like I do want to get back to your story, right. which is so okay. So you're in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You think you're gonna die down there? That's- yeah, because after a while, people are starting to get jealous. Because now there's this young kid from New York with no like I'm hit up when. Um, the radio station comes to the barb shop or whatever. I'm hit up when Allen Iverson opens up his club in Chesapeake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hit up with like I'm moving now and like my name is moving around there. And Virginia people, um, from the hood, they hate boat boys, and that's what they call people in the Navy. They call us boat boys. Hmm. They hate boat boys. They hate us. So boat boys and then the townies. I don't know what we ever called. We we just call them them niggas. Right. Well, you can't say that. So yeah, let's call them townies. Um. And so yeah, so so I started getting uh, start getting that, and I started realizing that you know. I never did like just one thing and stop. You feel what I'm saying? So like, even though I'm moving guns, I'm still like boosting. So I'm like, going into Dillard's, and and seeing the lax and security, and I'm walking out with bags of shit, and then I'm going to Macy's, walking out with bags. I'm boosting. Like, I'm getting shit off. You even though you still got a salary. Yeah, hell yeah. And you have a second No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have a salary now. Oh. This is after I'm at the military. But even when I was in. No, that, but no, no, cuz remember they gave me the humanitarian transfer. So I come back and I'm still in I'm still in Virginia. Right, like right. I, like I've been I'm getting money down there. I'm coming back down there to finish the business. So I got the in barbershop, you don't get no salary there. You get paid by your cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit is doing alright. But it ain't doing Not what like these this. guns is doing. Mm-hmm. It ain't doing what this boosting is doing. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people all the time, like, between boosting, I really didn't have to spend no money. I always had clothes. And then I'm selling, you know, yo, I get a chick from one of the, so, like, they don't have projects down there. They call them parks, mm-hmm. which looks like to us would be just like a regular apartment complex. But down there, that's the projects down there. Mm-hmm. So I would get a regular chick out the park and be like, yo, just move this for me. Like, come get these clothes, sell all this, you take part, and then give me this. Mm-hmm. That shit is and then you start. I built a little, built a little boosting team full of women. This is why I always like. I've never not said always surround yourself with women because they do everything better. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I had a boosting team of niggas and they always got caught. Always got caught because they look conspicuous. Niggas don't know what they doing. Like niggas doing dumb shit. You go in there looking like you about to steal. Mm-hmm. Women walk in there, walk out of it, and nothing ever happened. So, did you ever get close to being caught? Oh yeah, mad times. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember boosting out of Dillard's and like running like taking flight like what you said <laughs> gone running like i almost got caught yeah hell yeah because them cameras my, yeah them motherfuckers take a loss after a while they start paying attention to them cameras and then they started putting in these fucking bum ass loss prevention i'm saying bum ass their job they're doing their job <laughs> but these loss prevention guys and they motherfucking take their job so seriously but you could always point them out they always had a track suit on so i'd be like man get your dumb ass out of here you're not trying to buy none of this fly shit like right. I would hit polo and do, because this is when young drove, like, niggas in the South loved polo. So when Swagster first comes out and all that shit, oh my, I'm on him, nine, him, nine, got polo on my butt. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers are coming poloed down, like low, like they're not low lifes, right. because they don't put it together as well as the low life does. Right, right. they're low key. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> and as yeah. bad as yeah. low dresses, yes. <laughs> Lo, I love you. 
<laughs> but you know you dress bad. Um, but so yeah, so so flipping polos. Flipping polo. Oh my god, I'm doing polo numbers dirty from Dillard's because Dillard's would have the exclusive shit. So like a motherfucker would come to me and put in orders. Like mm-hmm. yo, they got the handkerchief, dog. You come get the handkerchief from me, dog. Yeah. I said orders. I got you. Orders. I'm talking about orders. So like you come see me at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And same order book. Right. Just tell me what you need, and we gonna go get that. So I would come in. I see it. If I didn't want to do it by myself, I tell the girls, all right, this is where this is, and this is where this is. I'm going to be outside. The women never got caught. I'm the only motherfucker that ever got caught. Women never got caught. That They're still getting their money down there. You feel what I'm saying? Like, hmm. never. Women are amazing. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. <laughs> They're fucking amazing, dog. Never got caught, ever. They would be in there looking so right. I'd be like, bitch, but how did you do that? I was right next to you. <laughs> Bitch, how did you get that shit? You took it off the mannequin. <laughs> like, polo watches and shit. I'm like, oh, my Lord. We so what are your dreams at this point? Oh, uh, I think I I think I want to come back and do... Uh, I want to come back. I want to get in, get into... That's when journalism came back into play. But I like, want to go to Howard. I want to, I want to use my... Um, I want to use my GI Bill. I want to go to Howard. Okay, um, so yeah. GI Bill can get you in anywhere? Yeah, pretty much. And, pretty much. And you can do but I had you to get, with But that. I didn't have my high school diploma. Mm, and, that's an issue. And, and, um, so and you couldn't swim. <laughs> no, at this time I could swim. I, I had learned after that it was just that you gave me eight weeks. I needed the extra, 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 extra help. <laughs> eight weeks wasn't gonna do it, but um, you know. And then yeah, so uh, so what could you do? What do you mean, swim wise? No, no, no. no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my com- my combat side stroke is good. No, no, no. <laughs> no, what could you do without a high school diploma? Wanting so, to get a college diploma. So I think I was just enjoying being that nigga because it was like it was like gratifying. Like going to the mall and everybody acknowledging you for like, oh, you're you the kid. Oh, I seen you in the club. Or the, but then that shit started like getting to me. Then cops started getting involved. Um, I remember I got uh, I got a, I got arrested um in Virginia for a gun, and it just so happened it was my service pistol. I was supposed to give my service pistol back after I got out the military, but I didn't. So like I got in like a little trouble for that. I had to pay a fine or whatever. Wow. But like. That was the first time I got treated like shit by the cops. So like, you know, he he like cuffed me, put me on the front. I had this uh, I had this Mustang at the time. Puts me on the front of the hood, and if you remember the the old school Mustang the Mustang GTs, they they swoop down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the side of the hood. I'm on the hood, and I'm short. So it's like my feet are kind of like I'm on my tippy toes, and I'm like this. Mm-hmm. And he just like lets me fall face in the dirt, clothes all dirty and shit. Like he just lets me sit there, and like I'm trying to wiggle to get up. He yelled, stop resisting. And in my mind, I just hear, um, like, Amadou Diallo stories and, like, Abner yeah. Louim stories. So I just yeah. got moving. I lay in the dirt. Um, yes, Virginia, Virginia Virginia, police are some fuck-ass niggas. Sitting in there, no, even knowing that bail is coming, just sitting in that cell, it was weird. It was like, this is what I'm doing? Didn't stop me enough. It just, like, made me want to do it better. Um, I got arrested two more times. Wait, who bailed you out? I had a shorty bring the money. I always had money. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I, it was never like I was never I was never under the guise of what I'm doing is right or legal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and then like I had made. Well, I didn't know if it was like your you had to call your family or. Something. Oh no no no! Yeah, never yeah. had to call my no okay. my my fam my dad started to figure out something was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a, there was niggas try to book me niggas try to try to get me, um, out there one time. Uh, I was leaving Chevy's, which was like the, there was their their club, there was a lit club. I'm leaving Chevy's, and I just keep seeing this car follow me. And like, I remember I was doing like weird shit, like I was taking ways that don't make no sense, and the car is behind me. I said, "Oh, all right. So I get off of 
I get off by Newtown Road. And when I get off, I pull over a little bit and the car pulled back and I just let off. Pow, pow, pow. Car pulls off. I say, yeah, motherfucker's on me. So I call my dad. I'm talking. And I just like, I guess I sounded worried. Mm-hmm. And so he was just like, yeah, like, when you, that's, that's when the talk started, like, coming back to New York. Because uh, I was not going to come back. Like, I was defiant. I'm like, I'm not going to come back. Who are you? Like, are you, mm-hmm. are you the kid before the Navy? Are you the kid in the Navy? Right now. In your, in your right heart now? of hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you the kid post-Navy? Who are you? I'm every. I think I'm all of them. I don't. I tell everybody all the time, like I'm an all-encompassing person. Like I'm. I'm a full human being. Um. So like when you hear these people say things about like I've lived a life, mm-hmm. or I've lived multiple lives. That's literally my story. I've lived multiple lives, and each of those moments that I went through got me to where I'm at now. Made me prepared for where I'm at now. I wouldn't be where I'm at now if it wasn't for going through. You know, Jay Z once said, "Um, I wish you insight." Like, that shit is huge. You feel what I'm saying? I wish you insight so you can see for yourself. When them jackets is coming and them cops is coming, like, that shit meant something to me because if my mind wasn't moving like that in Virginia, I would have never made it back to New York. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the, the so long story short, I, I had moved out of Granby. I moved out to Alexander at the Granby because it was too hot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, nah, niggas going to be on me. So I moved into Chesapeake Park, Pleasant Park. So I'm now in, like, there was a moment where at least there would be some type of separation. Mm-hmm. I'm in it. The trappers are seeing me. I had I had some little young boys doing some things out there. So they're seeing me. I'm tangible. And motherfuckers don't like that. As nobody would. Like, you're not going to go to anybody else's hood and get money and not respect. You know, not that I was disrespectful. It was just like, I'm getting money and I'm not sharing with you niggas. Right. And I'm younger than you niggas. There's no way that's just going to go. So I pulled in. And you're a boat boy. And I'm a boat boy. And you're a Republican. Yes. (laughs) At the time, yes. So when I pull in, so I I pull in, and um, Pleasant Park only has one one entrance. So I pull in, a car pulls in front of me, a car pulls in behind me. And them motherfuckers let go. Boom, 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 boom. And the only reason I'm alive today is because the motherfucker couldn't rack. He had had uh, had an AR. Mm -hmm. He didn't rack his shit right. So I see him fucking with it, and I'm like, Oh shit! So I drop, and then my fuckers let off. Doom, 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 doom. You could go look it up right now on on Google, whatever the car. Like I left the car there, ran in the apartment, got all my shit, and got on a bus ride. Like so, when you listen to the um, my podcast with my dad, that's what we're talking about. Where he called me, like, "Come home, son." It was like literally ten minutes after that. Like literally ten minutes after that, my dad called me. Like, son, we're not no conversation. Come home. I I want my son home. Come home. And I'm back in New York. That's 2010. What the fuck are you doing in New York in 2010? Everything. So I come back to New York. I leave all the money down there. So um, I think some girl, I think somebody snitched. Um, Or no, the the building super, he snitched. So he comes in the apartment because I left the apartment. I ain't say nothing. I left. So he comes in the apartment one day. There's guns. There's money in there. Snitches. The apartment was never in my name. It was when, in one of the girls' names. So because to get a to get a place out there, you got to be like on public assistance or something. Right. So she gets in. So she probably says something. Might say something. All of a sudden, the first month, I'm dodging calls from all kind of detectives in Virginia, and I'm like, yo, I can't do this. So like, I wasn't doing no illegal shit. I'm like super broke, like super fucked up. 
Like I had literally the small bag I came back to New York with and that was it. Um, I started working for Sunrise Credit Services, which is a collection a collection firm. Mm-hmm. And I did well there, obviously because I could talk and I got people to pay their bills. Um, even if they didn't pay their bills, I kept them engaged, which is something they liked. They also seen that I was in the military, so they gave me like a promotion as if that means like, because I got leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is when, you know, you crack jokes and in the military, I would see it a lot. Never uh, in a barbershop, I would see it a lot. But really, at this job with all these white people is when I really start to listen. Is when they would be like, "Yo, you should do, you should do stand up. Yo, you're so funny. You should do stand up." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> stand up and do what?" Like, you didn't I, think that you were that funny. Mm-mm. Like it, it never dawned on me to do stand up. Like I never, like I have a reverence and like a respect for the craft of stand up. Yeah. To this you day, you loved uh, Def Comedy Jam. Lo- like what those guys did was superhuman to me. Mm-hmm. Comic View, superhuman. Lil Duval coming out and doing the remix to the Music Soul Child song mm-hmm. and, and like talking about buying a girl a drink. One yeah. of the greatest bitch I've ever seen in my life. I have a reverence for that. I'm, I remember going to see Kevin Hart because I was a Kevin Hart fan from um, you the know, Rockefeller films. The Rockefeller yeah. films. Yeah. So when he came to Virginia and did Grown Little Man, I was there. And I'm like, oh, this nigga. He needs to be a star. Obviously, I'm not the. I'm not saying I'm a talent scout. I'm just right. saying like <laughs> I had some type of reverence. You for were that. the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I found it. Um, Shorter guy did breaking and entering. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we 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 correlated, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So when I come back, I start doing stand up at this club called Governors. Um, oh, I, oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, we, you got we, the Governors. We performed the Governors. <laughs> Behind the peck. Behind, yeah. <laughs> on Division F. Yeah. yeah. See, so yeah, I know. Right, right in Levitt, Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> so I meet this guy. I got Matt, Matt Brew. Matt Brew. I, I forget his last name. He worked there and he was like, he was cool with the guys from Governor. So he was like. That's a big room, by the way. Uh, That's a huge room. Yeah. yeah. Um, And to see. So, so uh, the first couple of weeks, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not doing that shit. But then you start listening to people. When you talk to them and they're like, yo, you used to do that in high school all the time. You do that on the block all the time. You do it. So I asked my pastor at the time, because as soon as I came home, I got saved. Like, you know, I gave my life to Christ and said, and said, like, do away with all the street shit. Baptized again. Yes. Well, for the first time. Okay. For the first time. Whoa. Really? Even yeah. though your, your parents are so. Yeah, we never got baptized. So, all right. Those bullets, like, almost yeah, changed my life. out. Changed my life. When wow. I come home. the So that happens on a Wednesday. I get back on a Friday. I get back to New York Thursday evening. Friday, I'm hanging with my little cousin Toya. Um, I'm hanging with her. We go pick up like two girls. She likes girls. So we go pick up two girls. We're in her car. We're coming off the street that we come off. Years, years we've been coming off the street. For some reason, her brakes give out. The car goes careening into the, in, in the, in the traffic. A car hits it. I'm the only person wearing a seatbelt. I take my seatbelt off. I grab my little cousin Toya because I'm sitting behind her. I grab her. The girl I'm sitting next to, I take her and I shove her into the uh, my other cousin that's against the door. So when the car hits, boom, all the impact. I take all the impact. There's the glass, right? The glass doesn't break. It doesn't shatter. I take all the impact. Nothing happens. That's supposed to kill me. The cops did not believe I wasn't. The cops believed because at the time I had like a suspended license for something. The cops thought I was driving. Because there's no way I'm the only person who's not hurt. Everybody else hurt. I'm holding them and they hurt. I'm good. The cops thought I was the one driving. Like they were trying to book me for like 20, 30 minutes. 
Everybody's like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? He wasn't even driving. He saved all of us. There was a moment where I said, the devil's trying to kill me. This is literally all like within a 72-hour span. I'm trying, like, I'm I'm supposed to be dead. I, so that's Friday. Saturday comes. I don't even leave the house. Shuck. Sunday comes. I run to church. I'm at church before my parents. I'm, li- I'm living with my parents. Our church is literally like a, a five-minute walk. It's from here to the India block. You saved everyone in the car, and now you're so, about to get saved. I ran to that shit. And it's so funny. The pastor didn't even do altar call that day. I had to remind him. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> you forgot a part where you you know, you know save souls. Right, you start right, your life over. Right. I need that right now. Where's the part where everyone passes out? That's the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That part. I need that right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's good good you know in church that's good church knowledge right there um so yeah i gave my life to christ so i'm doing and he was like um he said don't he said you, you're living your life for christ so whatever you do publicly should reflect that so to me that was him telling me not to curse and i understood that um i have a foul mouth and um so i was like okay i won't curse i mean you are a sailor i am a sailor <laughs> but um it's 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 much i i i liken it i liken it much to um He's good. He's yeah, good. Yeah. I liken him much to like Will Smith and his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like with I don't know if y'all know the story. Like when Will Smith started rapping, his grandmother didn't like mm-hmm. want him to curse in his rap. So that's why like he never cursed in his raps. Yeah. And it was very much like that. Like I wanted people to really understand, like, oh, I'm Christian, my life is different. I don't So I went and I did governors. I said I agreed to it. And um the guy the guy he went and does this like stupid little flyer and we put it on Facebook. Everybody supports. Um, you got to bring at least six people. All got to buy like a two drink minimum to form. Or maybe it's not for you. You guys no. are probably booked. Yeah, we were this booked, was a. Yeah. This was a. No, but this even, was a opener. So, this was but, like a amateur night thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but you were in a in that still that big room. Yeah, still the big room. And um, we go in there to so bring a show. So there's six of us, and um, I go last because all my people got there late because black people. Um, all my people get there late. But they showed out. I'm talking about I had the most. It got, I had so many people there that the guy came midway and was like, hey, Mouse. Um, he said, hey, yeah, because I changed my name to Mouse at this point. Yeah. Started doing comedy. I'm like, all right. I'm Mouse not, got jokes. Nobody, yeah, that's where that comes from. That used to be yeah. my Twitter name. Hmm. Um, and then there was like, there's no way. I, I didn't see nobody um, introducing Mousy Jones. And I didn't want to come up with another name. Like, I'm Mousy. So I like, cut the wire off. I'm Mouse Jones. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how people, obviously, I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. So, um, so how did you do? I did really well. The guy comes out and he's like, listen, Mouse, you have like 30 people out there. Um, you know, they got, they took a while to get here. So, you know, that's why we moved you to the end. But if you want, we can, I said, no, nah, leave me at the end. Cause now it's, I'm shitting bricks. I'm nervous. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing everybody go out and I'm hearing everybody kill. But obviously, well, you guys now know. Yeah. We're behind, you're in a green room. Mm-hmm. So one laugh could sound like a million. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And, and a million laughs you might not hear because of the way that that room is. Also, your 30 people are definitely not laughing at anybody else. No, I told them not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, don't you dare laugh at anybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare. But um, so it gets to, so there's two black guys. Shout out to this guy. His name is Chaos. I don't know if he's still doing comedy. Um, So he goes out and he bombs. And like he takes, like he was taking people's phones and like trying to, like I, he was he bombed. He did yeah. really mm-hmm. bad. So I go out there. So he introduced Mouse Jones. And I go out there. And the first joke, I'm like, don't worry, guys. I'm the funny black guy. <laughs> and just, I was on a roll from there. It was just a roll. It was very, my comedy was like very anecdotal. Yeah. So like I was just telling like funny, exaggerated stories about like, you know, being, it was literally the opposite of me, like being scared to, you know, um, approach my daughter, uh, a bully's dad. Cause I'm like me and me and my daughter are the same height and like being scared of that. Um, <laughs> 
I had this one joke about you know being Christian, so like having sex to like gospel music and like shit <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, they liked it. They loved it. It was good. They they called me back to do like some some feature shows, and um, that's why I met Fudge. Um, but I realized very early that I wasn't gonna make a lot of money doing this because you know it's the comedy grind. Yeah. One day, a church hits me up and says, "We want you to do youth youth uh our youth service." Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! I just set a number. They're like, "How much?" I said, five hundred." They said, "That's it." Like, sure. I said, "Oh shit!" Fuck. <laughs> I didn't curse because I'm a Christian at like, the time. Yeah, right? Right. But like, I was like, "Oh, that's just like one pew." Yeah, right? yeah. That was like they were like five hundred. Don't worry about that. So I do a youth day. I did so well. They laughed so much. They engaged so much that they gave me my five hundred. That's in in the Christian. I don't I don't know what it's called anywhere else. You know, in our in our business it's called our rate. Mm-hmm. In the Christian world, it's called your honorarium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they gave my honorarium, and then they fucking gave me like an offering. I was like, oh shit! Now I'm moving in this church world. Um, you know, doing this comedy thing. Guess who comes calling? God? Yeah. No, he already came calling. Um, <laughs> if he's coming to call, I'm leaving. Um, no, my biological father. Whoa. My biological father. What did that feel like? It was like, what the fuck you want? It was like, you've not, like, you've, you've not been here. Yeah. Now. And he rejected you. Exactly. Like, very publicly. Yeah. Um, you know, quick run back story. He was in Chicago when I graduated. I sent him a ticket and everything. He didn't come. He was in Chicago. He could have came chose not to come yo well mm-hmm. this is some movie shit Wait, right here why did you reach out i'm a i'm a as 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 much as i like to a son uh, a, a son always wants to like be connected to their dad mm-hmm. you know what i mean and especially at this moment like you know um i was feeling like there's a lot of me that i don't understand and you could probably you know help with that so i always try to keep that you know communication also my little sister she mm-hmm. was in the middle she was always caught in the middle she's two years younger than me um his, his, his daughter, daughter. Yeah. so she was always caught in the middle she always be like please reach out to daddy so i always tried to i always tried right as to now where i'm like i'm a grown man dog like right well i'm, I'm just trying to like establish that there was some sort of no, intermediary it, with, it your, with your sister oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she was the intermediary. yeah absolutely yeah. because you know it wasn't you just like okay. no nah, there was always that um so yeah he comes calling mm-hmm. he's like yeah i want you to do something at my church and I'm like, yo, fuck out of here, dog. Like, no. And I go talk to my pastor. And he gives me all the answers that I didn't want to hear. You know, respect your father. You know, this is your father. You know, that doesn't mean you have. Because I'm very protective over the man I call my dad. I'm very mm-hmm. protective over him. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, where people are mother's boys, I'm more like, I'm a daddy's guy. Like, whatever he says, it goes. He was there. Yeah, yeah. like, I hold him on a higher pedestal than I hold my mother. I hold my kid. Like, that's my superhero. He was there time and again. Yeah. And didn't have to be. And didn't have to be. Didn't have you feel to what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, he didn't have to be. He had two kids he could have, you know, paid attention to. He had two more kids that was born after the fact. No, like, every time my dad was there, like, there's not a time in my life that I could look back in my dad, since six years old, and not see his face there. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't play like that. So, it was a very weird way. So, this is 2012. This is a very weird time because... I'm becoming my own man. I'm I'm with my baby mother. Um, we had just so we we had just had my second daughter. Congratulations! In 2012, thank you. Yeah. Um, we just had her planned it. You know, it was like, yeah. hey, let's have a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, me. That's why I needed him the most. I'm gonna be honest with you. I needed him the most there. Um, because I'm not as much as I like to take aspects from my father. My biological dad is like who genetically I am and yeah. who I most probably resemble in you know some of my aspects and ways 
So I was like, damn, I need it For better, for worse. Exactly. So he never was good with relationships. I This was my only relationship. that I never had a relationship before that. Anything else was, you know, I'm fucking and I'm gone. Yeah. Um. So this was like my first actual relationship. Um. So I want to know why am I like this and why am I like this and why do I... Res- and my dad didn't have those answers. My dad had the answers, you know, the this is what you should do. And I understood that part. I'm like, all right, this is what I should do. This is what I'm doing. I need to figure out the shit in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. only this motherfucker can answer those questions for me. And uh, it, it didn't work out that way. Um, I was very open. I invited him into. He met my baby mother. He met my kids for the first time. I had him. I let him very close to me. Mm. And um, he violated. Um, you know, we don't got to get long into that, but he violated. And it was like, yeah, um, I'm good on all this church shit. Like, I'm good on all of this. I don't trust any of you. And um, so that was that. So so that was that. So that goes from so that's a man of the God. Exactly. He's a is a, a blaring, like flagrant piece of shit. Like there's no need for me to further this. You get what I'm saying? So um, once I left that 2012, 2013 is when um, I'm still doing comedy in all the churches. Wait, go ahead. So I did some research before mm-hmm. you came over. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out your real name. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but something did happen in 2012, mm-hmm. which seemed to be a major event for you. Right. Which was that you, I, maybe this church group, I don't know, but mm-hmm. they were doing an opening uh, spot yeah. for Jimmy Fallon. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I'm doing comedy. And they're doing an opening, and uh, th- this guy used to do, uh, oh, fuck, what, did, what was the shit I did? Stand Up for Diversity. That's how all that came about. So I did Stand Up for Diversity, which is an NBC competition that they do for comics in New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Like I, a showcase. Yes, a showcase yeah. you mm-hmm. do. So um, always my luck, I'm always late, or I'm always like the last of the line, and like I'm just like, and so like I got there after the cutoff, and I'm like, fuck out of here. Funny story about that. The way this come off, come all comes full circle. I meet Mike Brown that day. Oh, yeah. And I meet Marie Forstein that day. Yo, shout out to Mike Brown. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Brown. Like, shout out to Mike Brown. Shout out to Marie Forstein. Me and Marie Forstein ended up doing the BT nomination special and didn't even know until, like, it came out. <laughs> like, we texted. I'm like, yo, son, that's crazy. <laughs> like, we met on that line. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do that. They like my bit, but um, I was not a comedian. Like, I, I, I realized that day I'm not a comedian. Um, because before it's like, I'm the comedian on the church bill. I'm now a comedian in a room full of other comedians trying to make comedians laugh. As you guys know from doing comedy, that's just impossible. Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm looking the talent scouts directly. And I, cause I don't want to look at these comedians. I'm like, these motherfuckers haven't laughed at nothing. Nobody else said. And I bombed, man. I bombed big. Um, cause I can't. I, I called it trying to do my try to like do a B rabbit because mm-hmm. everybody oh. came out there and tried to do this set and tried to do a set. I'm like, listen, I ain't, I came out there. I'm like, listen, I ain't got all that. I got nigga comedy, <laughs> yeah. and that didn't go over well. I can't swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing bad. Jo- I'm doing just like shit that only black people find funny, and that's not. Wor- it's I guess it wasn't too diverse. Um, but they liked me. Mm-hmm. So um, when they gave everybody else, you know, their numbers, Mike moved on, Marie moved on. I didn't move on, but they asked me to stay after. Mm. And so I talked to the talent scout. They're like, yo, let's just, we'll keep you in mind. You know, we got some stuff coming up. Keep you in mind. I said, cool, whatever. 2012 comes, and because uh, that was the end of 2011. That, that's the first time I meet Royce the 5'9". Hmm. Royce the 5'9 was eating. So it was at Gotham Comedy mm. Club. Yeah. 
Slaughterhouse is like brand new. I'm literally listening to them, listening to the Slaughterhouse first album, which is underrated like a motherfucker. There is some elite rapping taking place on that Slaughterhouse first album. Right. That just needs to be respected. Uh, here comes Sweeper Boy with all these hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate Jeff. Oh, I hate Jeff. Oh. But yeah, so uh, I'm standing online and Royce the Five Nine walks out of whatever restaurant is right next to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I don't know why. I'm just such a nigga. And I'm like, Slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Slaughter. And he's like, yo. He, like Royce, he's mad yeah. cool. I've never met him since, so I don't have any rapport with him. <laughs> I don't want this to sound like Slaughter. Like, yeah, we're mad cool now. Right, 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 no, right. I have no rapport with him. That was the only one and only time I met Royce. And I blew it. <laughs> And he like he talks to a few of the comedians. He's like, "Oh, what y'all doing?" He's like, "Oh, y'all some funny motherfuckers." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so he left. We got that's like probably like the only uh, picture I ever took with a celebrity, um, because I don't be- like I don't believe in that shit. But I took a picture with him, put it on my Twitter, like BlackBerry Twitter day, like Echo Phone and shit like that. <laughs> blurry. Yeah, it was yeah. blurry as a motherfucker. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, "Slaughterhouse, y'all yeah. see what's up? <laughs> my three hundred and fifty followers. Y'all see what the fuck is up? I'm moving." Three but, likes. Yeah, three <laughs> likes. That's all I got. And yeah. like. Two random people that lived around the corner, like, "Yo, you making moves, son?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. So uh, February of February 2012 comes like right after I had my um, right after I had my youngest daughter, I get a call, and they're like, "Yo, you want to come do this warm up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want to come do this warm up." It's for Jimmy Fallon. So I come out there, and you know, Jimmy, he's in the back, and he's t- uh, talking you know, to us after we did our sets. And he was like, "Yo, you have like." You'd like tell stories well. Like you should probably do a podcast, and I'm like, "What's a podcast?" It's 2012. I'm like, "What the fuck is a podcast?" Like, I have no idea what that shit is. No idea. And then when I leave, and I you know Google what's a podcast. It's the fucking shit that I heard you guys on, mm-hmm. and it's the shit I heard uh, Rosenberg yeah, and Yeah, you guys. And I didn't think it was a. Po- I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like, oh, this shit sounds pretty cool. I'm, I don't know how to follow. So where. Like I, it was on a blog. It was on a blog site. Yeah. yeah. So like I was deep into the blog sites. That's where I first hear Corey's name. Um, deal with no deals. Mm-hmm. Where I first hear them. This is where I uh, first hear Chris Casanova. Yep. Wow. Which is why I, you know discover Wale. Yeah. And, you know, um, my fandom. My fandom starts with him. Yeah. You know, low key. You know, these. You know, the people I'm now. You know, uh, you got like this is where it's all coming from. So you guys were up on a blog, and I, so I didn't know it was. This is a podcast thing. I didn't know that. It's just like, oh, okay, this was cool to listen to. What's next on the blog? Like, you know, page 19. Right. What's yeah. next? <laughs> I, I used to go deep. Yeah. I used to go deep, yeah. son. I used to go deep. Um, shout, you know who I missed from those days? XV. What happened to him? Oh, we XV were talking got about, shouted out on I guess the he's coming Alex back, actually. Yeah. He's coming yeah. back out? Yeah, he's coming back out. Him and Jared Walker, man. Like, I used to like those guys a lot. Like, those are the guys that I think about that didn't make it down and be like, yo, what the fuck happened to them? Yeah. Um, you know, Crit, obviously, is yep. still, you know, uh, Big Sean, Final Fantasy 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finally Famous 3 is when yep. I first discovered him. Because when I came came back from the Navy, it's literally like being in jail. We don't have any access to the internet. Mm-hmm. So when blog rap exploded, we don't <laughs> know anything about it. I just have the double XL magazines with like Wale on the freshman cover and shit. Yeah. Like Wale is why I got the eggplant phones. Like that issue, I'm he had sorry. an LR, <laughs> yeah. He had the LR, he had the LRG, he had an LRG spreading. Right, yeah. right, right. And he's wearing the eggplant phones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these shits are fire. But mind you, I should have known you were a criminal. <laughs> the phones. No, he's right. Phones. But in, in, in all fairness, it was 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phones were acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't. 
what they are now. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like, no, they're not acceptable anymore, Corey. Stop your shit. Stop your shit, bro. Stop your shit. But um, I I see him in the LRG spread. And I'm like, I gotta get these shits, and I find them on the site, and I go buy them. But yeah, it's like that was my introduction to that. So that how all that shit ties back. All that shit ties in. Um, but like I never think about doing any of this. I, I'm like focused on being the next Kevin Hart. Like mm. I'm going to be like I thought I was gonna be Kevin Hart so much that he was a part of my joke. Like I used to be like um, you know I'd come out, people introduce me, especially church people. They give you the best introduction claps ever. Like they just love you so much they don't even know you. So when I come out, I'd be like you know um, they they introduce me. They be like Mouse Jones. I'd be like hey how you guys doing? Um you know I'm out here just doing my grind on this comic stuff. You know I just opened for Kevin Hart. And everybody are clap mad like, oh, we love him. They clap mad loud, and I used to let that clap sit. I was good for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was good. I'd let it sit. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coming out the building. I opened yeah, the door for yeah, him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it was a hit for them. You yeah. know, like us who yeah. pay attention to comedy, we don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. But, you know, I used to do shit like that. I used to be like, oh, yeah, you know, sorry I'm running late and had car problems. Don't got one. That's my problem. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. And then just talk shit. Like, it literally became me talking shit because I couldn't write a set. I would literally just write good jokes and just, this is the sound I'm going to run for this amount of time. And that's when I really started hating comedy. Why? Like Because you saw it as a science? Not, it's, I seen it as performing. And I don't like to perform. Like, nothing I'm doing now am I ever performing. The camera comes on and I'm being me. When Okay, so I, I looked at, uh, I saw one, uh, like, probably five minutes set, three mm -hmm. minutes set that you did. Mm -hmm. And I was, one, surprised that you were a very physical comedian. Yeah, had to be. Um... And so I was, and I was also surprised at, um, I guess I was pretty much, that I mean, like, laughed? no, oh. no, I, you want to know what, like, people were laughing. No, um, I, I th that's why you surprised. No, I was surprised oh. at how, like, <laughs> I thought your haircut was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know what we're doing for my birthday. Yeah. It's going to be me and Jeff. Just joke <laughs> off. Top billing. Yeah, just boxing in the street. <laughs> yeah. So when do you, but if you don't like stand up comedy. Yeah. When does Twitter enter your your life? So I, I was always on Twitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, obviously you did your research. You know it wasn't in a healthy way. Um, and always it wasn't in like a much. It wasn't like a curated way. It was like this is how we were talking to the three hundred people that I knew. Yeah. Or maybe I knew a hundred people, and like three hundred came from. Maybe they seen me do a comedy set. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they seen a tweet that somebody retweeted. Um, By the way, I didn't read all your tweets. Don't like no, no. I, all right, Jesus okay. This guy. <laughs> but um, so Twitter was a weird place at that time because like celebrities were on it, yeah, mm -hmm. and like they were like respond, but they mm -hmm. would. That was the peak reaction era. Mm -hmm. So I remember I got um Paul Kane, Fab's brother, yeah, to I was respond. Just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna Paul say Kane responded, and I like dragged him. Like I I roasted him for like eighteen <laughs> tweets. And he like followed me and like retweeted all the tweets. So oh. like mad people follow me. So like yeah. they were so that was the thing. Like I think I told him like he he was like riding Fab's coattails like too hard. I like I was I said he looked like Kevin Hart. He liked Frank and Kevin Hart. That's what I said. And like that was the big one like he really liked. And um I thought he was trying to line me because he'd always be like, yo, we over here, come over here. I'm like, no, nah, not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it. Not mm -mm. Yeah. nope. Street fam's not gonna. Yeah, 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 nope, yeah. nope, nope. But um, so Twitter comes into play, 2015, because now I I kind of like I guess retire. I stopped doing comedy. Stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, I was only doing the big church. I do. I had a Mother's Day show that I did. Um, five years long, longest running 
com like privately owned comedy show on Long Island ever. Numbers like we did, we packed that shit out, and we would do a Mother's Day weekend in the church, which is huge because if you know anything about you know black women in New York and New Jersey, they go to Jersey to see um, that Steve Harvey shit, mm -hmm. the the celebration of gospel mm -hmm. yeah. every Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So for me to be able to sell out a whole church and be in like an actual contract with them, that's big because yeah. that means. They're not going to the Steve Harvey shit and yeah. coming to my shit. And they're yeah. selling the tri-state, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Your yeah. face was big on the flyer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to brag or nothing. Yeah. You know, shout out to the flyers. Um, I looked fat. Um, shout out to the hair. The so hair you were, came. You retired, but you're you're strictly online now? I was only doing... So I was actually... I got my GED. Congratulations. And I, I, thank you. Um, That was big for me. Um, I got my GED and I was about to go... Because I, I spoke to like a Navy recruiter about like what my um options were like with education because i got two kids mm -hmm. i hate school so if i use this gi bill that's it they can't use it so i just want to like defer it to them what can i do told me about this thing on long island um called l-i-e-o-c long island educational adult some shit um and like you go to school for free and get like certification for certain shit so i was thinking about i was i was going to become a uh pediatric physical therapist Whoa. like right now yeah because my certification is from 2012 so it's still good like right now i'm still like a physical therapy assistant like i'm certified if i want to get a job as a physical therapy assistant Whoa. no aid a physical therapy aid i could hmm. um in new york in new jersey i could do that um so i was doing that and i was like i'm going to be a pediatric physical therapist like that's what i'm gonna do like i tried this comedy shit i, I, I don't like it this shit is nothing. I had a I had a conversation with my brother Alamine that I always talk about, and you know, probably it's, I'll probably end up getting tattooed uh, eventually. But um, I was talking to him. He's like, "Yo, what you doing with yourself?" Because he was still in the Navy, so you know, we would lose contact sometimes. And I'm like, "Yo, I just you know." He's like, "You still doing the comedy?" Show? I said, "Nah, so I ain't doing that shit no more." Um, he said, "What you doing?" I said, "I ain't doing shit. Like I'm about to just get back in the streets and you know what I mean, figure out this school shit." And he was like, unbeknownst to him, I was already back doing street shit. I was already back doing stick ups and shit like that. And he was just like, yo, I'll never forget niggas asking me for your opinion on shit. Like, niggas would come to the mess decks just to hear you talk shit. If you don't do something with that, I'm snuff you. He's huge. You don't want to get hit by him. <laughs> so he told me, he said, so I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what am I, what am I gonna do, nigga? He was like, he was like, yo, you should be like Charlemagne, like this one Power 105, you know, the Breakfast mm -hmm. Club, just hot. Like, yeah. you could be like Charlemagne, you should be like them motherfuckers over there at Hot 97. You could be like, yo, do something, don't do nothing. And those words stuck out. And the next day, I like erased my whiteboard where I would write joke premises down. Mm -hmm. I never like wrote a joke, I would just write a premise and just like freestyle when I get out there. But I just know where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Erased it completely and wrote um, two names. I wrote Free Lunch. And I wrote He Man Woman His Club. And I said, that's gonna be my pod one of these are gonna be my podcast name. And I just started like writing what the podcast would be about and what we would talk about. And um because at this time, I think a month before that, I had just found the read. The mm. read's the first actual podcast I ever heard. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Kid Fury, Chris, like they are like they're I look up to them for real, for real. You feel yeah. me? Mm -hmm. Um it was big to have Kid Fury on my show on BET. Like that was a moment. Mm -hmm. Um because it's like Full circles, the full like even this now like it's a full circle moment. You know what I mean? Like listening to y'all in like 2012, 2011 on blogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm saying it, like I really mean when I say like this shit to me. This shit is like Letterman in our culture. This shit is the Letterman. Like you get like you don't not you don't not get here and be about something. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, 
You might have had some bozos up here before, but we'll <laughs> let that go. Talk about that off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, so yeah, I wrote down he met women his club, and I just said that I comes gotta get. that comes from the Little Rascals, my favorite movie. Okay, Little Rascal, Little Rascals, Power Rangers, and um, ATL. Those are my three favorite. Like that's my top. There is no one like those are my and free lunch. Free lunch came from so in the navy. Uh, free lunch came from when he was selling fish. And <laughs> yeah. Free lunch came from uh, in the navy. Me and my boy Milk, who uh, I don't know if you heard of the clothing brand um, for Boston. It's I V like the numerical number four mm-hmm. Boston, mm-hmm. which all the Boston like sports players and people wear. Mm-hmm. He's behind that. Milk was in the navy with me and my brother Alamine, mm-hmm. and we all were gonna start a. Uh, and then we had this guy from Virginia. His name was uh, Scratch. He was a DJ's uh, Sealy, Rob Sealy, and um, that Sealy actually does all the music for um. He did he did both theme songs for the podcast. Mm. So um, his name on on Instagram is Scratchzilla. Mm-hmm. So he was gonna be the producer, and me and Milk was gonna be the rappers, and we was gonna be like uh gym class heroes. Whoa. Yeah, we, and we were called Free Lunch. And we had wrote this song called uh, Heart Shaped Paperclip. And like we had like recorded it. Like I was like, oh I was like God. draking all over this shit. Oh my God. This might be the most surprising thing it's I've never ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to hear it. No, you have to play no, this. No, you'll never hear it. I don't have it. Is Steely it church friendly? It. Yeah. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this no. is like when D- when uh, Who Kid came up here and he was like, yeah, I have a song where I'm rapping with yeah. I, 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 and I stuff. will play you a song um, from when I was like 15 and I thought I was going to be like, the next Joel Santana mm-hmm. and like I was like really rapping gun raps and shit like that I'll no, play that I want to hear the heart shape paper clip <laughs> heart shape paper clip I was like the original Drake son I'm just be honest I was sing rapping mm-hmm. mel- melodies on mm-hmm. kill <laughs> nigga was hitting um, and we that just was, thought that was cutie pie mouse yeah, yeah that's yeah. a fact yo and we thought we was gonna do something with that shit like thank god Scratchzilla lost that file and <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think he did. Scratchzilla hit us up, DM <laughs> us with the file. <laughs> Listen, if he got it, man, that, that should have probably go for some money soon because damn, that shit's bad. <laughs> Just want to take one second to interrupt this second part of this two-part podcast with Mouse Jones to tell you guys that we have It's the Real, aka t-shirts in purple or in black available at itsthereal.com slash shop. Jeff, we've sent them all around the country. I'm talking to Texas, to Georgia, to Florida, to Oregon, to Wyoming, to West Virginia, to Ohio, to New York, New Jersey. We've sent them up to Canada, out to London, to Washington, D.C. But here's what I want, Jeff. To, to finish Kansas today, I yeah. want to finish the map. Yeah, let's get it done. So. Wait, does that mean that like people who've already lived in other places that we've already sent it to, they can't buy it? They can surely buy it. You they, can get you it can, right now. You can buy it. You can send it through states that we haven't. Oh, that had be, buyers from. That'd be crazy. I still want the final destination though to be in places like Alabama mm-hmm. or Washington State. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't gotten any from Washington State yet. Uh, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Nevada? Nevada. 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 Nevada is how people say when they live there. You don't live there. No, but I want these t-shirts to live in Nevada. So anybody down in Nevada, mm-hmm. go to itsthereal.com slash shop right now. Pick up a black AKA t-shirt. Pick up a purple AKA t-shirt. I believe we have one last Lakers t-shirt in large. We want to ship that somewhere besides California. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh... Louisiana. Mm-hmm. How about Minnesota? San Luis Obispo. <laughs> That's in California, right? <laughs> it's the real.com slash shop is where you can get your It's the Real merch. And now, back to Mouse Jones. 
we thought we were gonna be like gym class here. Like we were auditioning bands. Mm -hmm. Oh my like, god. Like me and me and me and uh, Milk, we were gonna be the rappers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Scratch was gonna do the beats. I was gonna be security because mm -hmm. he likes to fight. Sure. <laughs> and um, you know, Milk was like, I'm gonna be the white boy. You are gonna be the heartthrob. We are gonna get them. And I'm like. I don't know how I feel about you calling me the heartthrob. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, you're, you're too big and brolic for that shit. Like, Milk was the, he was the quintessential Navy guy who should have been spec ops, but wasn't. <laughs> like, he was like an engineer. I'm like, yo, you're mad. Like, you're a boxer. Like, you should, why the fuck are you? All right, man, whatever. <laughs> but now he's a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a firefighter in Boston. No good for And him. he's, you know, he runs that clothing brand for Boston, which is doing, like, big things in Boston. So, that's dope. That's what's um, up. Like, that Patrick Ewan shit I posted, that was him. Yeah, yeah. that's like, what's up. Yeah, so, you know, they, they're doing a lot. Chris Heron fucks with him heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they're doing, like, a exclusive, like, drop for that shit. So for Boston, although I'm from New York, and I don't fuck with Boston outside of <laughs> that and Cousin Stiz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. So shout out to Michael Christmas also. You're 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. This guy. Getting that's, in, that's when that guy comes into play. Um that guy I, being Corey Towns. Corey Towns. That's yeah. when Corey Towns and Jameer Pond, two of my closest friends now, um, come into play because I just start doing all the research. And I'm like, I gotta start going back outside. Cause I haven't been like to a cultural I call them cultural events. I don't right. so I don't call do, them parties and shit. I call them cultural events like So like Henny Palooza. Henny Palooza, that's a cultural yeah. event. Yeah. Um, these concerts, the yeah, concerts, SOBs, SOB, yeah, yeah. these are all Santos. These are all mm -hmm. cultural events. Like, and I'm like, all right. So if I gotta, if I'm gonna get this podcast to pop, yeah, this is how I gotta do it. I gotta, your face has gotta get, I gotta out, get there. out there. Have yeah. to. So the first thing I go to is Henny Palooza at the Well. Now, before then, I hit Corey up. Um, I follow Corey on Twitter. I forget, I forget how he comes across. Jamila Lemieux. She oh, was I like, think that Corey Towns comes across great. Yeah, just fine. He just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamila Lemieux. Jamila Lemieux, I followed her. I always loved her mind. She's she's like one of the smartest women I've ever met mm -hmm, in my life. Mm -hmm. Corey and her was working together. So I think mm -hmm. she tweeted Corey one time. Yep. 2015. At, at Ebony. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, let's see what this guy's about. So I, I follow. I see like sneakers. And, you know, he has mad followers. And he got a blue check. I'm like, all right, this dude. But he seemed accessible. <laughs> he seemed accessible. By the way, that's why I follow Corey, too. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're, no, you're not. Not at the time. Corey is um, a blue check. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? And he had, no, he posted a picture with a headband on. Mm. That's what it was. He had a Nike headband, and everybody in the hood at the time knew I was fucking with headbands heavy. <laughs> like I was like, like I was working at Lidge at the time, mm -hmm. part time, while I do the other shit. So it looked like I got a job. Mm -hmm. I would never. They used to get mad at me because I would never wear the hats. I'd always wear headbands. So like they made it a rule, like. Mouse, if you're gonna be on the floor, you By the way, they didn't make it a rule for you. That's the store policy. Yeah. Like that is that's, that's they, true. they sell hats. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen. They was, sell lids. They sell lids. <laughs> um, shout out to them because I had that's why I had every single hat, and that's where I became like a hat stush over there. I was like, mm. I don't wear anything but on field hats. I don't right. wear I don't wear lifestyle hats. Fuck out of here. If the Yankees ain't wearing it, I ain't wearing it. What the fuck y'all think y'all doing? That's why I became a hat stush. Yeah. So shout out to everybody who came up to lids and got the hook up over there. Um <laughs> And then, you know, I'm, I'm always a hustler. So, you know, I'm always thinking of how to get more money. Um, niggas showed me how to use the fucking the printing machine, like how to etch shit. Mm -hmm. I was doing fucking baseball jerseys for, like, kids and, like, Walt whip. Like, it was, it was, <laughs> I was putting everything on a hat. Never charging people for it. Like, yeah, just give me, give me 20. Yeah, just give yeah, me 20. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, so now I'm like, you know what? I start the podcast and I start doing test runs. My homeboy, Bonzi, comes into play. Bonzi's from Amityville on Long Island. And uh, me and him meet. Through my co-host Reek. We're following each other on Twitter and he hits me one day like, yo, we should start a podcast. I'm like, here goes the thing. I already have an idea for one. Just he was like, Oh well, all right, cool. So we'll do that and then I'll get the stuff. 
So every week I'm like, yo, where's the shit at? Because he was supposed to get the, the recording shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's been three weeks, Bonzi. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm going to hit somebody up and get a studio. And that's what I did. And then, he, and then he's like, yo, son, you're one of the most efficient <laughs> niggas I know. <laughs> Nigga, we could have had. All right, man. So yeah. I was like, whatever. So, you know, uh, my photographer, Chemist, mm. he used to be a rapper. Well, he is a rapper. And um, he had a studio in his house, which was in Wine Dench. So everything coming full circle again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now we're all adults. Like I see these guys at the barb shop. There's no smoke. Like yeah. everybody's just like you know because at this point you're not point, throwing bikes at anyone. No, uh, no, I would though. But um, <laughs> but you know there was just certain guys you see at the barb shop, and everybody's like, listen, at this point it's 2015. Right. We're grown ass men. A lot of the kids, a lot of the people we were fighting with and fighting mm-hmm. aren't here no more. Right, like they're right. dead. They're in jail. Like. What you want to do? I remember coming, like, yo, so, like, I remember seeing them all at the barbershop. I'm like, yo, I'm not about to be pussy. Like, I'm, what's up? Like, yeah, I got the same barber. He works at my uncle's shop. This is my uncle's shop. I'm not going to not come here. What are we doing? They was like, yo, man, that shit old. That shit done. We all grown men. Niggas see what you're doing. Like, niggas respect your comedy shit. Because that's what Long Island calls it, comedy shit. That's, mm-hmm. You do comedy one time, you're a comedian forever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, man, appreciate it. I don't do comedy no more, whatever. So it was, it was no smoke. So, you know, being able to go, like, that was just, like, a big step on just being able to go through Wine Dance and not have to look over my shoulder and be like. Crazy. So, we get to recording. And he man woman his club. We start doing test runs in, um, in Jordan's room, his makeshift studio. Yeah. Literally, uh, like, a, 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 a table that you would eat at. Mm-hmm. Pop that up. Put up, like, two of these mics with no stand. And they just, like, would sit this way. <laughs> and we're literally talking shit, trying to figure out what the shit is going to be. Yeah. Um, before, it was very topical. I'm always been a like a perfectionist. Like I don't, cause I talk too much shit to come out half ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, before I release this, let's do some test runs. I've done comedy, you've done nothing. So <laughs> we gotta make sure the shit is right. So I start building up, just emailing our friends. Yeah. All of a sudden, that group grows, and people are like, "Yo, we fucking with this shit. When's the next one?" And I'm like, "I right, bet, send it out again, send it out again." So now we're doing these test runs all the way from uh, January up until we went live in May. So that's how many months we did test runs because I was like, no, we're not fucking this up. We we are not. We can't. Um, I took too much shit. Like, you know, I'm having my my baby mother. I had to make a, the logo she made. So that like first logo you guys seen with like yeah. the spray paint that he made. Woman, mm-hmm. My baby mother made that shit on like paint. Whoa. Yeah, like that's that first one. So it's like wow. Yeah, like it, it was like a like everybody was in it. Like it was an yeah, all hands on a, yeah. thing. You feel what I'm saying? All hands every, on deck. Yeah, like. Navy like shit. The Navy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. I, there's certain terms I can't break. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, everybody was in it. Everybody believed. I'm like, all right, cool. So, motherfuckers got the thing. All right. Then we added Reek. And, um, you know, we had Reek. Now we got three people. And we still don't know what it is, but at least it sounds like we're talking about something. May comes, we go live. We do like 100 listens, maybe. And I'm like, because at this time, tax comes out yeah and he's doing his numbers, numbers. numbers. oh my lord i've never seen numbers like that yeah out of the gate never seen numbers like that since yeah. um combat i'm looking at his numbers his numbers are killing the read oh yeah. my god like it, i i want to kill myself every time i looked at <laughs> i literally only listen to the read on on itunes so i can't see the numbers mm-hmm. yeah because that that shit was just right. ha- heartbreaking to watch my little yeah. 100 <laughs> listen a week podcast against but when do you figure out the most important thing is to not care about the numbers? Early on. Mm-hmm. Very early on. Very early on. It's super um, important. Because I'm like the motivating, I'm the driving force behind this podcast. Like, yeah, yeah Reek is there, Bonji's there, but like this is my brainchild. This is my baby. Um, And for me to like, you know, put these episodes together and who I want to talk to and who doesn't want to, I can't worry about whatever our, what our numbers going to be. 
um, what we've always done, um, I don't know everybody else, I know what we've always done is we've always like doubled our number. So if we have like 50 subscribers to mm. SoundCloud, we would do like 200 listens. That's great. So it was always like something let me know like people are coming to listen to this. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I reach out to Corey. I reach out to a lot of people actually. Mm. I I reach out to Corey Towns. Can you say how you did this? The email? Do you know? You don't remember the first thing you ever said to me? Nah, I don't. I the e I thought I emailed, I emailed you to come on the show. Okay, so no, so hi, that's Corey. that's hi hi guy. <laughs> I've been sitting here listening. This is this is amazing because I I do consider Mouse a good friend of mine. I feel like I've learned so much shit about Mouse in the X amount of time I've been here. Yeah. All right, so the first thing you have ever said to me, <laughs> like ever, like like you came at me like hearing your story. This shit makes a lot of fucking sense now because of like. <laughs> So it was at Henny Palooza at the well. Yeah. Mm. This was back when this was back when when I was one of the resident hosts of Henny Palooza. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I remember I remember I remember the outfit I wore. I yep. wore a Michael Jordan jersey. Mm -hmm. Which one? I had a red I had a red Bull. champion jersey. We literally had, had the same Bulls exact jersey. thing on. I had a Michael Jordan jersey <laughs> and a red joint on. Mm -hmm. I had on like some cargo shorts mm -hmm. Jordans, but I had a red headband mm -hmm. on. And you had the gold you had the gold joints on. The gold sneakers. I might have my gold babes on. Gold babes on. <laughs> might have my gold babes on. Actually, now I remember it. I think this was one of the Henny Paloozas that because I don't know who the fuck we thought we were. We had like outfit changes. So I remember like. Yeah, yeah I, you did. Like you changed the outfit. The outfit I had on when me and him met mm -hmm. was, was the not outfit the outfit I had on. Mm -hmm. I remember like I remember like that Henny Palooza in particular like like. Got, was in like complex or some shit and i remember i had like a totally different outfit on in them pictures no it <laughs> so, was the the stash did the uh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the stash, stash was doing recap the, shit they doing did the like recap, yeah seven repeat mm -hmm. joint at the well <laughs> so <laughs> i'm on stage shout out to kazim because that's the day i met new day you know i love wrestling so i'm on stage <laughs> right and <laughs> if you've ever been to the well like the stage is is a solid stage but it ain't unreachable and I see this dude <laughs> looking at me from the crowd, like almost on some shit. Like everybody else is 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 partying, listening to music, and I just see this dude just looking at me. Now, a lot of times the Philadelphian in me comes out. I'm like, all right, who the fuck is this? And why keep staring at me? Like I have, I have my friends are here. Like right. if it's an issue, it could be an issue. Let's go. So not, we're not in a barbershop. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> it is not Switzerland. We are not mind a you, mind you, it's Mount, it's Peak Mouse Jones because I'm by myself. He's by himself. I've never been to a. <laughs> He's by himself. I don't even remember how I got a somebody. I got a free ticket for somebody. Like I don't know. I don't know anyone. Mind. Yeah. I got there. Was prepared to pay at the door, mm. and like the security guard was just like, "Yo, you good? Like, yo, you good?" And I'm like. So, I don't so, know who he thought I was. Mouse from Newport? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He might know me from Virginia. So, no, I don't know who, I don't know who he thought I was. He was wearing his eggplant phone. <laughs> so, 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 so I noticed him or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, you know, like keeping it real. Niggas do that shit at Henny Pooza all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Just we looking on stage, looking to try to figure out ways to get on stage, like backstage, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. that shit. I don't know why, but fuck it. <laughs> so I remember I came off stage for something. And he like, I hear like a hey my man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's it, I'm like, yeah. all right, like it's, yeah. it's, it's long, time. Right. Like, this yeah. is long he's before like, peace goes. Like, he's like, he's yeah. like, hey my man, hey my man, let me hold you for a second. So like I come over and like I'm a naturally just like a like I'm more cautious than I appear to be, but I'm naturally just like, oh, what's up, man? Like, what's up? So I was like, what's up, man? And he was like, yo, you Corby Towns, right? 
And I was like, that's my accent. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the accent. I was like, yeah, and like, full transparency, I, I wasn't out here wilding back then. Like, I wasn't like, I'm like, it was some joints like nigga, something like whatever. And he's like, yo, yo, what's up, man? My name Mouse. And I was first things first. You come at me with some shit like a nickname like fucking Mouse, and I'm like, what? So like, I'm like, all right. I'm thinking he's about to tell me some shit like, yo, can play this? Like a suggestion to tell the fucking DJs some shit like that? Because that's what I niggas this, would do. I that's got what, this. Not, emo come on, don't look at me like this. Shaped. Don't look at me like this. Yo, I was about to get heart shaped paper clips. Heart shaped paper clips. But no, don't look at me like that. But like, for some reason, for some reason, people people will come. (laughs) People will come to your to an event, or people will come to a party as an event host. You can you can Mm -hmm. confirm Mm -hmm. they'll come to your party, and then they'll tell you what they want to hear. This this happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll be like, "Oh, yo, can you play? Can you play Mac and Cheese Four? And you'll be like, "Like this is not the function. Is that a sub at us? Me? Yeah, (laughs) it's right there. Yeah, it's right here." That or, or a shot at New York at that's the time. What we like, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, I'm like, bro, like, I understand that's we what like you want to listen Montana. to. But like, <laughs> like that's French. what you want to listen to. Cool, but like, we're not gonna like, we may not play this in the party right, right. now at right. seven o'clock. Right. So niggas he's want, like, niggas want to hear Finito in the entrance. Yeah. So he's like, so he's like, he's like, yo, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm Mouse Jones, and I'm like, what's up, man? I'm cool. Nice to meet you, bro. He's like, yo. I'm gonna come clean. I see you got the headbands and shit, and I fuck with that. <laughs> he had a headband on, and I was just like, "All right, like I'm like, okay." From solid- the waist up, we had the same exact outfit. I'm like, yo. okay, solidarity is black men. So right? I'm like, oh yeah, for sure, man. But then he said, "Yo, like I see what y'all niggas is doing, and I'm coming for everything y'all got." I swear to God yeah, on everything yeah, I love. That, that is the first thing Mouse said to me, and I'm kind of just like, <laughs> "The fuck, like how the fuck you compliment me, and then tell me some shit like that?" And right. I'm just like. Oh, all right, fam. Like, yeah, nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, exactly. And that was yeah. it. I go back on stage. I go about the rest of the night. And then a couple of days later, maybe like a week or two weeks later, I get an email about mm-hmm. like, yo, come on my podcast. Yeah. And Mouse has been the fucking thorn in my life <laughs> ever fucking since. Yeah, yo, it's crazy. I would say he's been a heart-shaped yeah, paper clip. Yeah, yeah, Son yeah, of a yeah, bitch! Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny, like, that's literally probably been my interaction with everybody in this, right? Like, I'm coming for your spot. I'm, yeah, and it's not, and, I, and people get it mixed up because it's not like me doing it out of a I want to fight way. It's just like, yo, I'm just letting you know, like, like I did that to everybody that night. Chris Styles, low-key, the, whoever was a host that night, I think I even said it to Goose. Like I even think I said to Goose, uh, the the nigga that the nigga that hosts for um Genius. So you fast forward a couple months. Mouse is at his first A three. Oh no, Mouse is at his first South by Southwest. Mouse, Mouse is now talking in the third person. That's yeah. you know okay. he may not have Jesus a verified you know Christ. account, but no, I don't have that. <laughs> um, was it A three C or was it South by? It was A three C. I'm at my first A. So in Atlanta. In Atlanta, I'm at my first A three C. Chris Casanova, who is you know become a friend, like he's like family at this uh-huh. point. Yeah. Um, we literally met through his cousin Levan, who's the artist. Mm-hmm. Me and Levan are both from Long Island. Levan's very cool with my little cousin, so we met that way and just always. So um, when Levan did his first art show, Chris performed. His manager O sees me just aimlessly walking around A three C. He's like, "Oh, Mouse, come on now, come on!" Gives me a pass and all that shit. So now, like this pass, I'm good everywhere, which is literally the worst thing you should have gave me. <laughs> so we're doing. So they're doing the BT whatever stage they're doing that Friday. I hear just an. Am I gonna say this? Here? Yeah, I'm gonna say this here. I hear an annoying voice on stage. I'm like, "Who the fuck is this corny nigga on stage?" I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" I come on stage. 
yo, my name is Rodney Rakai. This is BT. Da, 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 da. I'm like, this nigga's trash. But keeping in the Mouse Jones thing, gotta shake hands and like I I I heard Charlemagne say that one time and I I I utilize it. I walk in the room, I shake hands, smile, make sure everybody knows who I am. Um, even if I don't talk anymore past that point, come and shake hands. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to know I'm here. Rodney comes off stage. I walk up to Rodney. I'm like, yo, what's going on? It's just like I did Corey. Yo, what's good, my man, Mouse Jones? He's like, yo, what's good? Nice to meet you. He's mad nice. I, mm-hmm. I look at it now, and I'm like, yo, I'm a dickhead. <laughs> like, he's mad. Corey's shaking that because he's heard the story through. <laughs> and so I shake his hand, and I'm like, yo, I'm Mouse Jones. He's like, yo, nice to meet you, man. I say, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to let you know. You know, I just want you to see the nigga that's about to take your job. Yikes. Yeah. He was like, yo. You know, he's like the he, last thing you see. Yeah, he's like, yeah. and he's like, he looks at me and he's like, like doesn't know if I'm laughing. Joe, he's like, I'm too good, baby. And I'm like, huh, all right. <laughs> and I walk off. Rodney's never spoken to me yeah. since. Like he feels away. It's all right. Um, I did, I did what I said I was gonna do anyway. What you've achieved in the last um year in, yeah. per, in particular. Yeah, so yeah. you, so you've had this like rise. You decided yeah. what you wanted to do, and then you you took yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And and that's all because you know you guys um not being afraid. Like, I owe a lot of wins to just people not being afraid to stand next to me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, low-key, no matter what issue we've ever had in private, you'll never hear me say a bad thing about Low. I love that. Like, I love Low the same way. I love you guys the same way. I love Corey. Like, as brothers. Like, I, if somebody violates Low, they got to see me. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because Low-key did something that he didn't have to do. Um, That night at Henny Palooza is when I decided. Because at, at first, I just wanted to be a, a media personality. Mm-hmm. That night is when I decided, yo, I'm going to be the best host in New York City. Like, this right here, I will body this shit. Watching him do it, I said, I'm going to do that. And I don't even know that I said something too low about it specifically. I remember I went to that Henny Palooza. I went to the in-house. Shout out to Sinead Curry and Cleverly Chloe, like, which was like a week shout later. Shout out to Chloe. Big shout out to Chloe. Um, yeah. went, to, went, to their sh- went to their shit and was like, and that was when I like made my introduction to like the underground. And literally through introduction, seeing Trey Pizzy, who's in, you know, he's in the news nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing Trey Pizzy, recognized him, um, you know, because he had the My Town record. Um, and I was like, let me go introduce myself to this nigga. Like, he's the biggest, like, he's the people clamoring over. Like, he's the people that everybody's clamoring over in this room. I walked through him. I walked to him. I walked through everybody. All, you know, all the Broken Trippy teams, you know, a whole bunch of Crips over there. I walked through him. And I walked to uh, Trey Pizzy. I, sh- I shake his hand. And I talked to him. And I'm just talking to this nigga for like three minutes. And I have this thing, you know, it's a it's a part of my arsenal. Like, I have the thing where I'm going to talk to you and everybody's going to think I know you. You might not, like, we're going to have a whole conversation. People might think we know each other hmm. from mad long. And it's all about perception. It's all about perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was able to weaponize. Because the minute I walked away from Trey Pizzy, everybody wanted to know who I was. Who was this guy talking to Trey Pizzy for so long? Why is he so important? Oh, then... You know, got some followers on Twitter. I think I like finally broke a thousand or something. And um I had created the hashtag mouse choose you. So like I love Pokemon and um it was just like my way of like sh- shouting out um like discovering underground rap. Mm-hmm. Um so I would do it like every day, like just like three or four and like people were like clamping, yo, can I get a mouse choose you? That's not how that goes. Um it's not how that goes, because if I don't choose you, you choose it's not how that goes. You're gonna right. ruin yeah. the credibility. Um but you know, just doing my thing, going out hosting. Somebody booked me to host an event, um like an art show, entertainment mixer, and um I did it. And it was at this spot like right around the corner from Blue Ribbon. Um I don't know what area is that. That's like, that's, uh, that's LES. That's LES. 
Oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. there's so, a few yeah. blue ribbons. Um, well, the one right there, yeah, yeah, over yeah, there yeah. by by Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, there's there's a spot. I think the spot's called Element. I think that might be the name of the spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, the sound system's terrible. Yep. And I'm struggling. Low key pulls up, and I don't know if he pulled up because he seen me posted on Twitter, which I doubt it. I think he pulled up because his homegirl was like in the art show, mm-hmm. and I'm up there struggling over the sound. You like, I'm like, what the fuck? The sound is terrible, and they're like, there's no, there's no shifting. Like this is, it's only on one line. Yeah, and he comes up, and he gives me like some on the play, like some some like on the field coaching shit. And from that moment, I was like, he didn't have to do that, and he's done that every step of my career. Like even one. when we didn't agree with each other about certain things, and there was like. Some small behind the scenes tension. Mm-hmm. Low key never like not saluted, never not gave me words of advice that would help me in the long run. Not benefit him in some type type of way. Like the same shit Corey's done. Corey's talked me off of ledges multiple times, especially mm-hmm. in that time where I felt like I was doing a lot and not getting nothing in return. And I was just like the nigga where I was I was not the person you guys would invite to your house now. I was like, yo. If a nigga say something to me sideways, I don't care about none of this Twitter shit. I'm coming to see him. And I did that multiple times. And Corey and Chris, to both of their credit, both been like, listen, dog, like, you don't got to do that no more. Like, this is some industry shit. Like, this shit is like wrestling. This shit is smoking mirrors, dog. Like, they are they are playing a role. So if you fall for it, you only got yourself to blame. And I always kept telling myself, like, you can't be the nigga that had a hot summer. Like, you can't be the nigga. Like, I don't ever want to be the nigga that had a hot summer and then people 10 years and now, like, right. whatever remember, happened to that guy? He, yeah, remember right. him? Yeah. He could have he did something, but he yeah. fucked up and he, now he's in jail for doing some dumb shit. So I'm still, you know, I'm still trying, you know, fight with myself about, like, reactions and, mm-hmm. like, how I handle certain situations. But, like, just having people like you guys around where I watch how y'all interact and it's like, to be behind the villain, know, like, the hate or, or the shit that y'all deal with and don't react to them. Like, all right, if they good, then I, I, I could deal with a motherfucker saying... Fuck you, Mouse. You're not funny. <laughs> well, ah, I you were the like worst to, part of that podcast. I would like to apologize for saying that in that voice. It's fine. But I think what's, I think what's, <laughs> what's, what's remarkable, and I've told you this in person too, is that um, so you, you had a job at MTV. And yeah, shout out to TRL. Shout out to Andrew Goldstein. And and that was a steady paycheck. You oh, were, my Lord. You were in 1515 Broadway. Oh, my Lord. It's a... Again, perceptions everything. Mm-hmm. It may not have been like the dream job, but it was no a dream let's, job. Let's let's get that understood now. That was a dream job. It, I just didn't know it was my dream job. Um, that was the first job I had in this industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to come from nothing to be a high school dropout, yeah. literally a street nigga, when I said I'm going to leave this alone and start doing this, sleeping on my brother's couch all of 2015 and 2016 in Jersey City, when he was too tired to get up because he worked, uh, you know, he was becoming a firefighter in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there was time where we were just too late, he just, he'd be knocked out. He might be drunk or something. I'd have to sleep in a path station. Mm-hmm. I, like, all that shit culminated to that one opportunity at MTV. Which is crazy. Working for TRL, like, yeah, off of a introduction and a handshake. Literally, and it's, yeah, it's funny, he's sitting right here now. The email I got, so I just came back from Miami because up until that point, the biggest thing I did was hosting the Day 26 concert. I hosted the Day 26 reunion concert. Like, at, um, at, Highland. at Highland. Like, yeah. not the bullshit that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Not the, hey, they're back together. No, yeah. it was right, the real. one, the 10-year, they ain't did shit together since. Yeah. Mouse Jones is hosting that. And um, I told the guy, I said, yo, I want I want to bring um, I want to bring my homegirl Chloe on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, cool, that's great. <laughs> so I brought Chloe on, and we we fucked that shit. We had great times. The crowd was good, but that was the biggest thing I did. That was, the, like, the biggest look I had. Um, Outside of, you know, you guys coming on the show was big. I felt like that kind of solidified the show. Um, Sue Surf coming on right before you guys mm-hmm. solidified the show. Um, yeah, but then you start getting, like, DeRay. <laughs> yeah, but that was after. That was that yeah. was long. That was, like, a, a year and a half after the fact. Um, you guys came on. Sue Surf came on. I think y'all, Rob Markman um, was big. Low was Pete, on right before us. Low was on right before you. And, Premium and Kaz, Pete. And Kaz. Kaz, which yeah. was a great episode because, mm-hmm. you know, that told our story and how mm-hmm. we met mm-hmm. um, and where we're now. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely wouldn't do that pod. I wouldn't do that episode again. Um, <laughs> you know, got a few phone calls from a few people and had to sit in some office and answer some questions. <laughs> um, but, you know, that plus, you know, being on, you know, social media, son, like, the shit's weird because you could get a look and it be a look, but it not really be a look. So, like, being on tax season, even though I had a relationship with tax already, being on tax season right. and then Charlemagne hearing me and tweeting about, yo, I don't know who the mouse kid is, but that nigga, you know, he gets it. He sounds like he gets it. And then everybody rushing to Twitter and adding, oh, his name is this, is the name. And then, like, him following me. That was a look. You guys follow. Oh shit! It's the real follows my yo. Like I've literally been in places. People be like yo, it's the real follows. I'm like, I don't know who follows me. I don't know who follows me. So it's like you feel what I'm saying it's like those weird instant. Those, all those are looks. Oh, you're cool with Corey Towns. Da 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 da. It's just my friend, man. Like I, I'm not looking at it like that. But then I start when it's when you the pieces start coming together later on yeah. down the line where I come back from Miami, Miami, and I'm just laying in bed. I'm like, you know what, man? This shit I tried, bro. And this some bullshit. I'm getting back to what I know how to do. Literally was my words to myself. And I just happened to check my email. And there's an email from a, a guy named Andrew Goldstein. Shout and out to e- Andrew. Shout, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Andrew Goldstein. Um, love that guy, like, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's The email reads, literally, the, the subject line says, got your information from uh, Kazim and Corey Towns. So now I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I text Corey. I'm like, if somebody hit you up about me, like, <laughs> and I text Kaz, because at this time, like, me and Kaz are night. I fuck with Kaz. Like, that's that's my guy. I yeah, fuck with yeah, Kaz a long yeah. way. Like, I'll text him just for no reason. Yo, what's good? You good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I, I could tell certain people aren't used to that because I'll be like, yo, you good? Like, even with Corey, like, I'll be like, yo, you good? Yeah, nigga, what happened? I'll be like, <laughs> nothing. I'm just making sure you good. Like, so, you know. Um, yeah, but you approach Corey with the wrong energy. <laughs> it's to him, it's regular energy to me. And so, Taking like. your job. Yeah. So, Kaz, I hit him. I was like, yo. And your headband. Yeah. No, he stretched it out. Corey got big ass fucking head. <laughs> and so I was like So I had Kazim and Corey them day, I was like Yo Like y'all niggas Said Like who is this This real shit And they was like Yeah this some real shit Like Alright cool So I go in to meet the nigga And he's basically like um, Hey listen So you know The show's made a pivot Lies Made a pivot to more hip hop And we need a voice of the culture I kept asking around I kept hearing your name Kazim Kazim and Corey Both You know Spoke highly of you So you know That's why you're here And I'm like Alright cool What you wanna do He was like we're gonna make we're gonna bring back TRL and I had to like think like what <laughs> Mouse Jones about to work on TRL like as what and he's like you know uh you know we can't use certain terms obviously uh, I'm a I'm a, I was a creative consultant which is really uh sp- Spanish for writer <laughs> <laughs> but you can't say that so I was a creative consultant mm-hmm. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so, you know, a lot of dope ideas. You know, I was I was very integral in, um, you know, getting A-Boogie his first TV look. Nice. Um, The Rock, Paper, Scissors thing that's mm-hmm. doing numbers. That was me. Yep. An idea that came from me, this guy Nick Maritato, and um, Brian Mann, 
who now works with Andrew over there for uh, Open Late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at uh, Complex with at Peter Complex, Rosenberg. Yeah, with Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. Um, so you know, shit like all the fun shit that was us. But um, I think I but I but here's what's most remarkable about the whole thing, right? Is that you're a behind the scenes guy over there, mm-hmm. and it was getting sucked into it too. Like it was like felt like I was like becoming a part of the behind the scenes. But you know what though? Regardless of how you were treated over there, mm-hmm. regardless of what you made happen over mm-hmm. there, the fact is the show ended. Yeah, and that could have been you yeah. could have sunk. Mm-hmm. You know, been curtains. Yeah, and you didn't. No, no. BT came. I did like a lot of uh, shit with BT on like free shit and just like interstitial shit. Like, hey, we have this idea. We like what you do on Twitter. Can you come in and shoot this? Um, and I did a show with BET, which is where me and the other guy issue started. Um, we we had a uh, there was a show called The Double Standard, and um, they made me a uh, they made me like I was the only recurring guest that wasn't at BET. So it was like a social thing that they were trying to get off the ground. And like I came in and I was working it. They loved it, um, but for whatever reason, it didn't go past like the five episodes that they did. Um, but now the, the the team knew who I was. So literally, like the, when we all found out that TRL was ending, my management had hit me. Um, shout out to Max October and um, you know Kristen Myers and Lauren Gaspino. Um, they hit me like, "Yo, Max hits me and it says, yo, what's your deal with TRL?'" I'm like, "That's just over." <laughs> he was like, "Well, BT wants to meet you. They they want they want to discuss some some shows with you." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So I walk in there and um, at this moment, I don't like have nothing to lose because I'm like. You're going to say no. So, like, because I'm like, TRL ended, all this good money, it's over. Now I got to go back to being this Twitter nigga. Like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck? And um, and then uh, I'm sitting there with uh, Tatiana, um, the, the head of digital at the time. And she's like, you know, what could we get from, you know, working with you? And I flat out say, listen, I could bring BT back. This shit is trash right now. It's my words verbatim. She was like, okay, so you're right. So <laughs> she, she was like, all right, so you're right. So we need an opinion. And blah, blah. So she was like, you know, can you come and do, can you come in and pitch like three shows next week? I said, yep. In my mind, I'm like, I'm giving y'all motherfuckers 10. Yeah. So I didn't say anything to anybody. I, I told my management and that was it. Didn't tell nobody else. Went home and like I had these shows already written out. So I just brought them and put them on like a one sheet. And I came in there and there's uh, me that the two heads of social which is ken and um tatiana there's somebody else there's the produce my producer now uh, kira barnett and we're all sitting there and i'm like i was waiting for this shit <laughs> i got my laptop and i'm like i got this fucking dinosaur mac that sometimes it just decides <laughs> to like sl- be slow <laughs> so i was like oh motherfucker if you fu- if you fuck me over today yeah, 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 you're yeah. going off of this fucking 33rd floor i tell yeah. you that right now <laughs> so we're sitting there and they're like looking at me like with this look like what the fuck this this hood ass motherfucker guy because they've done their research as well so they're like what the fuck this hood ass motherfucker gonna tell us so I, I the very first show I pitch is I'll apologize later very first thing and their Ooh. eyes open mouth watering but you know they gotta you know you gotta sure. keep, keep your poker face on yeah. yeah. so I now go through the 10 other shows <laughs> as a professional presenter Yeah. I'm like and the demographic is here yeah. and the core audience is this and physical comedian yeah, yeah like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really selling it and they're like eyes wide open now at this point because they're like obviously they must have just thought I was somebody who couldn't articulate and couldn't come in and be even to the point where my producer was like yo I didn't know <laughs> how serious you took this shit I thought you were just gonna have some shit written down I'm like nah like to me this was the opportunity that I've been waiting for 
Because TRL wasn't the opportunity I've been waiting for. That yep. was an opportunity I did not see coming, didn't know what happened. That you took? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you had to take. Yeah. It ran. Yeah. yeah. And this was the opportunity I've been waiting for. To work with a brand that I've said since I was a small child watching 106 in Park in North Babylon, like, I'm going to be AJ. I'm going to be free. So I'm going to take your job. I'm gonna, I just didn't get <laughs> yeah. to meet them. I did get to meet AJ Calloway um, on the red carpet of a... Uh, BET? No. No? It was laugh. What was the what now for Kevin Hart? Oh, he did a red carpet for mm-hmm. that. Um, shout out to Blockzilla. Blockzilla is somebody very integral in my career as well. I was gonna say we haven't shouted out Blockzilla. Yeah, I gotta shout, yeah. gotta shout out Blockzilla. Without him, um, without him. And by the way, he's definitely listening. He, he's definitely listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Maljon, I I gotta make sure I get my shout out. So yeah, without him and without VH1 Digital, I don't know how things look because they were the first person to put me on camera. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Social Dakota was big it, to the point where mm-hmm. people thought I worked at Global Grind mm-hmm. and I was getting hosting jobs and it was like, of Global Grind, I'm like, hey, whoa, I don't work there. Right. But people as thought- As seen on- Yeah. As seen, yeah. right. Because, you know, I did literally every episode from the day I came on, there was not a Social Dakota I missed. Um, And then doing the- Perfect attendance. That on, the yeah. only time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only time I didn't- uh, you know, drop out. But it's so important to to have taken those yeah, opportunities it, and to have nailed the. It wasn't even a fact of taking. It was like, this is the opportunity. I'm, like this was the one I was watching Social Code, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. This is gonna be the first thing I do. And then a week later, Blockzilla calls me to do Social Code. Same thing with VH1. I was like, yo, I gotta work with VH1. Like this has to be something I could do with VH1. The next thing you know, I get a Basketball hit up. Basketball wives. <laughs> That's later on down the line. It's later on down the line, I definitely will be on an episode. <laughs> Um, no, shout out to Heather Haynes and the the and Remy Williams and the digital team. Um, Orlando Lima, who was over there yeah, at yeah. the time, which ended up being my boss later on. Shout yep. out to y'all. Need to have OJ on his story. Yeah, o- yeah. OJ yeah. Lima. Yeah, like his story, insane. It like insane. Yeah. Like everybody else, when that TMZ shit hit about TRL, they complain. You'll never hear a complaint out of me. I was working with. Sean Malcolm, who aided in my perversion as a child with all those Keen magazines. Yeah, right. right. Um, I'm working with OJ Lima, Remy Williams, uh, me and DC Young Fly because mm-hmm. uh, they 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 thought I was gonna be the DC Whisperer. Uh, I was the only black guy in the think tank, and so you know, any idea for DC Mouse? Can you go pitch it to him? <laughs> me and him got cool. Uh, so shout out to that. Um, so like there was a lot of connections I made there. Um, and I. Outside of the no, you guys have been in these think tanks, so there are there's the stress of that. But outside of that, man, that that shit was amazing for me. No, a guy but, like me. but but here's here's the most important thing. Again, you could have just given up. You could have said, "Well, there goes that whole opportunity right. done," and you didn't. Yeah. And and you know, we saw it. I'm sure other people saw mm-hmm. it. You may not have seen it. You've said to me, "You're like I I nothing was a short thing." Yeah, you've come back. You've rebounded countless times, incredibly, with the BET shit. Yeah, shout out to yo, shout Two out times to BET. Over. Yo. That's the, like four times at this point. The 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 uh, open late. Shout out to Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg. Yo, shout, Rosenberg fucks with me genuinely. Like I'm the you only were the person, first to be person on there. to yeah return yeah, on the panel. I've been on there three times. It was un- unreal and, and thank deservedly you. so. Thank it, like, it was like it wasn't just like oh let's get him back. This was yeah like it never felt like it. that. You like it never that. yeah yeah and like. It's and very weird. And shout out to Mac, Mac Wilds is another person I got shout out. Um, Huge. You know, for putting me in, you know, after hours. Yeah. And, and like, just becoming my friend. Like, become yeah. my actual real friend. Real life friend, yeah. Like, that's my real life friend. Like, he, like, thinks he's a member of the He-Man Woman's Club podcast. I thought, I, thought, I thought he was. He, he is. Was. He yeah. is. But 
he's never here so yeah it's just like when he's in town we say that to you know make it feel special but no like i love mac mac's my brother like our families know each other he's met my kids things of yeah. that nature so it's like shout to him because he didn't have to like he just like there's this like even what you guys hear like there's this dope part where we as creatives have this part to like create opportunities for people we deem worthy in our friends right mm -hmm. so it's like he didn't he had that movie that's being funded by rock nation it's your first thing going out with them and it's like you decided to write a scene or write a character for me yeah yeah not knowing what the fuck was gonna happen never seen me act on camera before you know people say oh mel stole the show i didn't know that was gonna happen i certainly didn't think that was gonna happen i wasn't betting on that but for you to have that eye and to have that faith blind it's literally blind faith at that point mm -hmm. which is why i love janae brown and kim chanel so much for making me and julius the the official host Shout of kim chanel yeah. um yeah she's an audio mac she's somebody like from the mud with me like we literally didn't have shit two years ago and like it was a very surreal moment at rolling loud while i'm sitting on the audio mac bus with her at her audio mac curated stage like son you remember in 2015 like yeah. Remember that shit, like, we yeah. have nothing. So it's like, all this shit is like, BT, yo, I'll never, people say whatever they want. I'm never going to speak bad about BT because they gave me an opportunity to make good on every, every promise I made. And they put so much behind me. It's literally, once again, blind faith. Like, I'm, I'm at the, you know, they sent me to the BT uh, Awards. I'm doing the radio room. I'm doing my show in the radio room, which mm -hmm. is super fun. I'm talking to Otis Williams and he's talking shit about David Ruffin and <laughs> like so shit is amazing son like so I'm asking Jay Prince did he have any fatherly advice for Drake mm. like I have Jay Prince laughing about this very serious situation that <laughs> everybody else in the radio room was scared to ask right. I'm the only person with like a full set out there I got people asking questions from a do-rag like mm -hmm. Like just being getting to be me, yeah and, like and, then, and then you hosted in front of 18,000 18, so it, I was only supposed to do the convention center so I was only supposed to do the convention center, which I did. Shout out to Vince Swan. He was my co-host. And we did that. And we did like, I, I called it like the Young Nigga concert. Because it was like Trippy Red and T Grizzly and all them. And, the, and like, I guess the way the kids responded to me was like, I guess Franz, um, you know, the head over there, mm. the head of the BT experience, he was like, oh, there's something there. Mm. So I'm at the radio room. I get a call from Max. And he's like, hey, you're not, Max, my manager, because he, yeah. he was out there. He's like, hey, you're not doing the convention center. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but you're not doing the convention center. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm paid to do the convention center. So I, I want to make sure, like, I'm still getting paid. Yeah. yeah. Kiss me back. Like, nah, don't worry about you getting paid. I'm talking to France right now. <laughs> I literally get a call as I'm interviewing. It was somebody important because I literally walked off the interview. <laughs> like, they had just you sat down. Off the interview? Like, they had just sat down. It's supposed to be the other way around. St uh, was it Kenny Lattimore. Kenny Lattimore sits down, and Max calls me. I'm like, I got to take this. Like, please. All right. But for a little, little pre-story, I had got it. Um, shout out to all the, the, the label connects I had. Or shout out to all the label people I have that fuck with me. Shout out to Barreline over there at Def Jam. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Britney over there at Capitol. Shout out to Nydra at Capitol. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Imani and them over there at Universal. Like, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that other places couldn't get that i was getting just based off of my good relationships with them yeah and then people seeing those interviews and seeing how much fun everybody was having to the point where like people's prs and uh handlers were like can we come like <laughs> they want to come over now like literally yeah. artists are waiting like yo can we can we like actual artists not not yo, how the fuck you get in the radio yeah. like people that other people are clamoring for they're sitting like yo can we come 
can we come over? And like just sitting in that moment, it's literally me, my my DP, and my producer, and they're like, this isn't real. Like <laughs> this doesn't happen. I'm like, I guess I don't know. Like I'm just talking shit. And um, so I walk away, take the call from Max, and Max is like, yo, you ready? I said, ready for what? He said, you're doing the Staples Center tonight. Doing what at the Staples Center? Like because <laughs> at the Staples Center has been where all the big concerts have been. Right. Yeah. Like there's been the Coca-Cola right. stages and all the mini. Yeah. The big concerts have been full circle. LL Cool J performed Friday night. Uh, oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, Chris Brown and LMA and Tiana Taylor did Saturday. Yeah. And then the concert I'm hosting, YG, Meek Mill, Ray Shrimmerd. I'm forgetting some people. They'll be all right. They are millionaires. <laughs> um, but I host it. And they're calling. He's like, "Yo, you're doing eighteen thousand. I said, "No, nah, hell no." And were you ready for that? No, no, I'm not ready to host Staples Center. I never seen Staples Center before in my life. I never, never. Yo, had shout out to Isis over at uh Bleach Report because mm-hmm. she got me into shout um. Shout out to, oh, shout she, to Kobe yeah. Bryant. You know, shout out <laughs> to Magic. Shout out <laughs> to Magic. Um, you know, Shaq, those guys. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I never been in the Staples Center like so to get. To get there and to get this, oh no, we we go in the side and then you get in the fucking golf cart and they take you through the fucking tunnel. I'm like, oh shit, Kobe did this shit. Um, and then uh, you get there and Live Nation knows your name and they're like, hey, we're ready for you. And now, mind you, up until this point, up until you were we on get the there, gang list. Yeah. By yes. the way, by the way, <laughs> who would have thought that two guys who were known for breaking and entering, <laughs> yeah. would have been on that same stage that night? Who, you, and, you and YG. Who would have known? <laughs> who would have thunk it? And uh, the shit, so mind you, the whole time I'm thinking I'm going to have a co-host. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way I don't have a co-host. Probably Vince from last night. Like, You did have a co-host. It was the God. Lord above. Was God. Oh, yeah. my. Yo, this became the blackest podcast I've ever been on just now. There's not, not, no podcast I've ever been on been that black. That was blacker than 3 a.m. on BET. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was pretty black. You weren't there by yourself. God. You were God. Yeah. But God. But God. <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I, up until that moment, you know, shout out to Shelby. Shelby's a, a great lady. She had she had me extremely prepared because a lot of it was just a lot of yes, yes, all right, yeah, yeah. no, okay, I'll because I'll, I'm like I'll figure this out. I'm not gonna fuck this opportunity up. She's telling me about it. And she's like, all right, so when you and you, what the fuck me? I said, well, what the fuck, calls? Who who the calls? The DJ I said, no, it's just you. And she just walked off. Mm. And it's like one of those movie moments where like it, everything <laughs> got very tunnel. I'm like, just me say less and i looked at max and i said i'm gonna fuck this shit up hmm. that's me still talking shit and then we go see the stage and they're like okay so the stage is gonna turn i said what the fuck hold on now it's turn it's, it's, i ain't never been on no turning stage let's fucking relax yeah. i don't got no insurance a lot of first yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of first and then you go around so we come through the back of the main stage so you just see like the uh you see the big the big graphic the big led screen mm-hmm. and it's you can't see anything in front of it because it's that big so I'm walking around and I start taking in these empty seats. And I think I literally counted 18,000. No, that's 1,000 right there. Yeah. Statistics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was some kind of fucked up math. In my mind, it seemed like a million. Yeah. If you would have asked me then, it was a million. <laughs> and mind you, this is all within two hours of notice. Like I was told I'm doing this within an hour. Yeah. So I'm like, got to get here, which is not that far. Um, I think I had enough time to leave the radio room. Nope, sure didn't. I went to the radio room, left the radio room with the Capitol people. You know, they did a little, got some food and walked right over to the to the Staples Center. So I'm now I'm there and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. They're all empty seats, Mouse. You're good. You're good. Go back, get some tea. 
go back and now that shit piled up so fucking fast i was like were these tickets free like where did all these people come from my stupid ass go out there and i say some dumb shit like no because max told me he's like yo get them to engage with you on social media i said all right <laughs> i didn't know what the fuck i do i go out there i'm like yo if you follow me on instagram right now and tag me i'm gonna shout you out didn't think that was gonna work i go on stage go off stage you know that little tab in your DMs where people, it says other? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was literally like 99 plus. Ugh. So I click it and then I'm like, and it says Tallahassee, LA, Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell. So I did my best to shout everybody out. But that was, that was a good night. And especially towards the end when I got to do what it is that I do. Like, you know, drop some music with the DJ and mm-hmm. really get the crowd to party. Heart-shaped paperclip. Yeah, yeah. We dropped it like three times. We ran that shit back, <laughs> dropped drop one. Bam, of bam, 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 yeah, bam. But yeah, that was a big moment. So shout out to, I say all that to say, thank you to BET. Um, thank you to the culture just as, as a whole for, you know, even if you don't fuck with me, it for the people that whose skin it gets under to see me winning, I appreciate you too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of being, there's not a lot of opposition out here. There's, there's, there's just not like there's not a lot of opposing views. So I never get mad when people say, "Oh, you you remind me of a tax donor." Oh, you remind me of a younger Charlemagne. Um, those guys fuck with me hard the long way. Like those are some OGs, and they they took me under the wing, and they 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 fuck with me. Well, so and I don't think they would do that if I was a copycat. Right. You get what I'm saying? So what I say to that when when I say that I'm like, there's not a lot of opposition. There's not a lot of opposing views. There's not a lot of people in the industry that are say, "Hey, I don't like this." They usually get relegated to Twitter and everybody calls them a hater or troll account or they're usually somebody who shouldn't be talking about this shit in the first place like uh what's the nigga name Jeff Rosenthal no <laughs> no you, you you deserve it Mouse <laughs> I think that what's incredible is not just from where you came to your entire journey and and to your persistence and your diligence and your intelligence um I think the most impressive thing is that regardless of whether it was your creases <laughs> or the way you moved guns, you were always nice with the iron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you know, Mouse, yo, thanks nice. so much for coming through. Nah, thank you guys. Congratulations on everything. I appreciate you guys. Let me so before we leave, let me thank you guys. I wanna thank you guys. I wanna thank uh, I wanna thank the, the Grapevine, um, Social Dakota, Blogzilla, Low Key, Corey Towns, um, Jameer Pond, um, Scotty Bean. Uh, I'm trying to think who else gave me an opportunity when like you shouldn't have. Who? God, Mac Wiles, yeah. God, God. Um, shout out my brother Alamine um for threatening me. Um well, we wouldn't be here. Shout Q? to Shout to We have to get this correct. Not Q. Quentin. Quentin. Fuck Quentin. Now, you said even those who don't wish you yeah. the greatest thing? Greek, shout out my shout out my yeah, co-host on the He-Man Woman His Club, Greek. Um the monotone poppy. Um, <laughs> like his voice, like it's so annoying, son. It's so annoying. I talk to this. Dude. I talk to this nigga. He's such a good. Like he's dude. literally one of my close friends. He's like I've, like I talk to him. Obviously, I talk to him at least once a week for the past five years. But like, oh my god, it's <laughs> like there's never no infl- inflation in the. Vo- okay. Um, but yeah, shout out to him. Um, shout out to the landlord in Virginia. Shout out mm. to Nah, you were a rat. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Capital Cuts though. Shout out to Capital Cut. Shout out to Rick, who owned the Capital Cuts I worked at. Shout out to the whole Norfolk. Shout out to all oh, y'all motherfuckers, man. Shout out to the Shout out to the Barbershop. Shout out to the Murdering Three. Murdering yeah. Three. And One and Two. Shout out to One and Two. Shout out to. I'd had no bitches. Shout in out to Pathmark. 
Shout out to Pathmark because one thing about it is without Pathmark, I'm not here. Because I hadn't, I would have nowhere to steal my magazines from. <laughs> hey, I, yeah, man, I used to steal magazines out of Pathmark. Of course, you know this. I stole all my double XL. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You do everything on your own. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, Corey, you coming down with me, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap for you. <laughs> you, you. You guys think Corey Towns is such a good guy. Yeah. No, and that no wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely think you. I really do mean from the bottom of my heart. Brand Idiots is Leno. You guys are letting me. I feel like you go to these and you've done your podcast rounds. You don't really have to go anywhere else. I, honestly, I don't think there is anywhere else to go. That's just why I think I've done literally all the podcast rounds to go so thank you guys thank you thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of a waste of time with it's the real jeff if people want to find out more about you and me not the cassie song that's me and you oh well not about that either yeah about us we are it's the real Mm -hmm. if people want to find out more about this podcast and our other podcast called two jews and two black dudes review the movies Mm -hmm. that we do with Chic and Styles of the Locks, and sometimes Jadakus. Mm-hmm. If people want to find out more about what we have going on underneath this umbrella that we call It's The Real, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com, no apostrophes, no spaces. Yeah. It's the real.com all day, every day. You can get our merch over there, it's the real.com slash shop. Yeah. You can go and check us out on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. Yeah. Our music is on Spotify and all streaming services, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play. Go to Teddy Bear Fresh by It's The Real. If you want to find our podcast, all of our episodes are available, all our old ones, all our new ones. Where? At iTunes, search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real, or go to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. Yeah. Or I guess they're all posted on soundcloud.com slash it's the real. This is true, too. I just want to give people a heads up, Jeff, about a couple of shows that we have coming up in the New York tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Well, in Brooklyn. One is being worked out that's going to be in Manhattan. The yeah. second one in Brooklyn. Is at the Fool's Gold store. Yeah, it's going to be on July, July 28th. 28th. We're working out the time. It's going to be in the afternoon. We'll have more details next week. But it's going to be a lot of fun with some special guests. And you guys should uh, get ready to go there. So we'll see you there on July 28th. We want to shout you guys out. We appreciate you for appreciating us. And we appreciate you spreading the word most of all to get this little podcast that could over that hill and on our way to infamy. Mm -hmm. Jeff, who would you like to shout? I want to shout out Tech and Music Fam. All right. Randy. Randy, the photographer, great photographer at all the events, big supporter of the quote-unquote culture. Yes. And and supports these two guys as well. I want to shout out Jeff, a boy named Andy. Andy Bustard. Andy Bustard, who writes for djbooth.net and misinfo.tv and is a real-life friend of ours who we have seen not only in the States, but also in his home country of England when we went last year to London to do our live show with DJ Semtex. Andy came down. It was a, a two-hour train ride or something like that, right, to to hang out with us and experience the live podcast. It was wonderful. But yesterday, he, out of nowhere, shouted us out in this wonderful piece that he did for DJBooth.net. About Kid Cudi. Yeah, the 10th anniversary of the mixtape A Kid Named Cudi. It was a fun piece for so many reasons. You get the behind-the-scenes stories, but you also get taken back to 2005, 6, 7, 8. And it was such a different time in music, such a different time in New York City. And it was fun to experience that through Andy Prestard's eyes, through his words, and we so appreciate him saying the nice things that he did in that piece. Jeff, do we have any more parts to this Mouse Jones episode? I want no more parts of Mouse <laughs> Jones. 
Shout out to Mouse Jones. No, no, shout out to Mouse. Shout out to Mouse Jones. We appreciate him. We appreciate everyone for listening. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. See you guys next week. Brrrr.